warm weather, common injuries, and problems it can bring. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we'll be talking about staying safe in the hot weather. Dr. Brian Forrest is a board-certified family physician from Apex, North Carolina, and Access Healthcare. I'm Mike Davis. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. We'd like to take just a moment to acknowledge the companies that support our program. Thanks to We Care Pharmacy and Apex for supporting the show. They offer truly great customer service, lowest price matching, and even free local delivery. You can check them out at WeCareOfApex.com, or you can call them at 919 929-6010. Just tell your medical provider to send them your prescriptions and you will no longer have to worry about standing in long lines to wait for your medicine. You don't have to wait to uh, talk to Dr. Forrest either. If you've got a question, you can uh, shoot him an email, right, Dr. Forrest? If you have a, if folks have a question or uh, about you know, what we're talking about today or maybe another issue or they'd like to find out more information about your practice there in Apex. How can they get in touch with you? Well, if they want to re-listen to the show or they have a family member who'd like to hear the show, they can check out an on-demand podcast from Apple Podcast. They can also go to WPTF.com and look under Access Health Radio And they should be able to see every episode of the show that we've uh, done in the last few years. Uh, If they want more information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, they can call 919-363-0190 or check us out at ACC Health. That's A-C-C-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. And, uh, you know, we do have a new uh, provider at the practice who's taking new patients and uh, doing a great job for us. So uh, anybody who's looking for a primary care provider can certainly give give us a call. Uh, and if listeners want to send general non-emergent questions and maybe even have those answered on the show, they can go to our website at accesshealthradio.com or they can just send an email directly to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. That's accesshealthradio at gmail.com. Dr. Forrest, it's not just getting warmer, it's getting hot. We have got some hot weather right now and have really for uh, for the month. And I understand that as weather gets warmer, doctor's offices and, and emergency rooms too start seeing new types of medical problems and even injuries. So uh, help us to avoid some of those today, uh, won't you? What uh, What advice can you give us? Well, a lot of times people think about cold weather as being the time when more people get sick. Um, And it usually is the peak of things like cold and flu season. However, as the weather gets warmer, you get a whole different set of illnesses and injuries that can pop up. Uh, So today what we're going to do is we're going to spend some time talking about heat-related illness. We're going to talk about some of the outdoor recreational and yard work dangers. And we're also going to talk about injuries from plants and animals. Well, that's a good idea. So let's start at the top. What are the health problems that people can get from the heat? And what are some of the common symptoms to be on the lookout for? Well, the first is heat exhaustion. Um, And when heat exhaustion becomes severe, that can lead to heat stroke. Um, And some signs of that sometimes are cool, actually cool, moist skin with goosebumps actually while you're out in the heat. People are like, why do you, you know, why would somebody have goosebumps in the the heat? Uh, But if their skin is cool and moist and they've got goosebumps, that can be an early sign. 
Uh, also, obviously, heavy sweating. Uh, people who tell you they feel like they might faint uh, or they're lightheaded or dizzy. Uh, sometimes the main symptom people will have is they seem unusually tired or they seem like they might be more fatigued than normal. Um, now, you know, these days with smartwatches and things like that, everybody can check their pulse. Uh, it used to be people had to kind of find the right spot and check their pulse. But these days, if you're if you've got a smart device and it's somehow monitoring your pulse and you can check that, if that pulse gets rapid, you know, and let's say you're sitting still and your pulse is over 100, uh, that's really concerning. Um, also, if it's weak, you know, if you've got a weak pulse or it's really rapid, what's happening is your heart's trying to circulate as much blood as it possibly can realizing that it's sort of low on 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 volume you know it doesn't have enough to go around um there's also something sometimes we measure in the clinic we call it orthostatic blood pressure but it's basically that your blood pressure drops when you stand up and that's uh, something we see a lot of times with people who are getting into heat related illness um, i know you and i both have seen sports tons of sports figures have cramps you know on the football field even on the basketball court so Muscle cramps can be a, a sign of dehydration as well. Uh, sometimes when it's really severe, you can get nausea. Um, and then this is a, a, a less sensitive symptom because uh, people have these all the time. But if you get some of these other symptoms and they're associated with a headache, uh, then you really need to be concerned. Dr. Forrest, it's time now for our Access Health Tip of the Week. We've been talking about signs and symptoms of heat illness, and it's important that you contact your doctor if you have symptoms like that and they don't improve within an hour. Um, and if you're with someone that's showing signs of heat exhaustion, you really need to seek immediate medical attention if they become confused or agitated, uh, especially if somebody loses consciousness or they're unable to drink fluids, uh, because you're gonna need some immediate cooling and urgent medical attention if your core body temperature reaches 104 degrees or higher. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Coming up, more hot weather dangers and what you can do to avoid them with Dr. Brian Forrest. Hot weather and your health. That's what we're talking today here on Access Health Radio. I'm Mike Davis with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. Dr. Forrest, uh, we've been talking about heat exhaustion, heat stroke. Let's take that next step. If we unfortunately haven't prevented that from happening and it does occur, what should be done? Well, you know, the first thing to do is stop all activity. Obviously, if you're, if you're exerting yourself, if you're running or walking or exercising, you want to stop that activity immediately. Um, the very next thing you want to do is drink some cool water um, or sports drinks what you want to avoid is you don't want to drink alcohol. Like alcohol is the worst thing you could do. Um, that can actually further uh, dilate your blood vessels, uh, acts as a diuretic, and it can also sort of give you a false sense of what your temperature is. Um, the next thing you want to do is rest in the coolest place you can get to. Uh, you know, getting into air conditioning is best, uh, but at the very least, try to find some shade and get in front of a fan. Um, you really want to rest on your back with your legs elevated higher than your heart. So kind of prop your feet up, get in a nice, cool, shady place. That's what you want to do. And then in terms of cooling measures, if possible, taking a cool shower doesn't have to be cold, just a cool shower, 
uh, soaking in a cool bathtub. Um, or if you don't have access to that, you can at least get some towels, uh, soak the towels in water, and then put those towels on your skin. Um, and if you're outdoors and you're not near any shelter, um, you know, even in an emergency, soaking in a cool pond or stream may be the only option you've got to bring your temperature down. Um, you know, if you've got on tight fitting clothes, you want to loosen those and remove every bit of clothing that's uh, not absolutely necessary. Uh, and in general, if you're going to be out in this heat like, you know, we've been having this summer, um, you want your clothing to be as lightweight and sort of non-binding as possible anyway. Um, now, if you get to a certain point, uh, what I call sort of the point of no return, and you get a high body temperature, let's say your core body temperature is 104 degrees or higher, um, then you're really into the heat stroke mode. And they call it heat stroke because it can actually change your thinking. You can become confused. You can have slurred speech. Uh, you can, you know, sometimes people don't make any sense to others. Uh, even seizures and coma can happen from that. Um, you can have a change in your sweating to the point that your skin actually starts to feel hot to the touch. Um, and, you know, your skin may even feel dry instead of moist at that point. Uh, we talked a little bit before about like nausea, but nausea and vomiting can happen. The skin can become very flushed. Um, you're breathing. Your body's doing everything. The same way that animals, you'll see them breathe really fast, like dogs will pant. Um, if your body's trying to force you to cool it down, it's going to increase your rate of breathing, make you breathe really fast, um, and try to make you get rid of some of that heat. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, your heart rate's going to be up. Again, you might have a headache. But if you get to that point, um, you're going to have to really get to somewhere that can treat a heat stroke. And that's going to involve cooling your body temperature uh, to prevent like permanent damage to your brain and your vital organs. Um, and once you get there, let's say you're in an emergency room, uh, what they might do, they might immerse you in cold or ice water. Um, that's a very effective way to kind of lower core temperature. And sort of the quicker you can get to that, the less likely you are to get organ damage um, or to die. Um, and then we all know about evaporation. You know, if cold water immersion is not available, uh, a lot of times people will try to lower your body temperature with an uh, evaporation method. Um, so cool water on your body uh, while warm is fanned over you, um, causes the water to evaporate, and that also can uh, cool the skin off. So uh, hopefully people won't get to that point um, and have to get to those extreme measures. Uh, but some of the most extreme measures is a special cooling blanket and then actually putting ice packs uh, in the groin and around the neck and back and armpits to really try to get that temperature down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, this is the time of year as well where, uh, you know, kids are wanting to go outdoors, adults for that matter as well. Uh, you're going to be around a pool. Kids want to go to the playground. But there are dangers involved in those situations as well. Tell us about that. Yeah, you know, one thing I think sometimes we don't think about is that outdoor furniture and playground equipment can get very hot in the summer, um, just like cars can. And there's actually been some reports this year of people getting severe burns um, just from touching uh, things that are outside, especially in the heat like they've been having down in Texas and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in the sun surfaces can reach 200 degrees and that's near the boiling point for water and it can scald your skin just instantly. So if you're out at a playground 
and your child wants to get on a slide or something like that, I would check the temperature of that slide uh, with your hand uh, before you let them slide down and make sure they're not going to get a burn. Um, now, you brought up pools, and, and pools are a great way to cool down. Um, but according to one estimate, and this isn't going to be popular, you're not going to want to know this information. Oh boy. Uh, but one in 12 are contaminated with germs that can cause infections, even when the pool is chlorinated. So hmm. make sure the pool you are swimming in has been treated and tested. You want to make sure you don't leave any children unattended with access to pools or water sources. Right. It really only takes a few moments for somebody to drown. Even in shallow water, you know, somebody can easily drown in six inches of water if they trip and fall or fall on their face and they can't get up um, or something causes them to become unconscious. So, uh, yeah, consider the playgrounds, consider that outdoor equipment and make sure it's cool enough. And then certainly be on be on the lookout with pool safety. You mentioned something earlier I want to go back to, and that's plants. With folks being outside, they can be around certain plants, and we know that, that some of those can be dangerous as well. Yeah, well, we you know we all know to avoid things with leaves of three, like uh, poison ivy and poison oak. Uh, one thing I like people to remember is if you know that you contacted that, you know, you're out doing some yard work, you're like, whoops, I accidentally bumped into some poison ivy. You don't have to just take it and assume you're going to get it. If you wash the skin with soap and water within 30 minutes of being exposed to poison ivy or poison oak, you can actually block the toxic resin from getting underneath your skin, and that can prevent you from ever breaking out. Uh, There's also some commercial products and some over-the-counter products uh, like ivy block. There's one that I find is very effective called Technu. Uh, and Technu is actually a wash that you can wash the skin with that's been exposed to poison ivy even after 30 minutes, even after a day or two. And it actually helps pull that out of the skin and get you some relief. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's other plants, too. So, you know, the University of Rochester Medical Center um, says that some plants like nightshade or various mushrooms, you know, they might look tasty, especially to children. Uh, but they are really highly poisonous. So children should be taught never to eat anything they just see growing in your yard or anywhere else. I would say particularly in our area, mushrooms you have to watch out for because, you know, kids kids see us eat mushrooms at the salad bar and at our house, and they don't know the difference between one that's edible or not, and those can really be fatal. So uh, also consider your animals. If you're walking your dog, you don't want your dog to eat a mushroom uh, either. Uh, they can be really very poisonous. So, Dr. Forrest, when the weather's hot, there's also an increase in creatures that can bite and sting. We all know about that. What advice can you give on those? Well, you know, poisonous and venomous animals are even more dangerous. Uh, You know, in our area, we've got copperheads. Uh, There's other venomous reptiles that are out and about in many wild areas and yards. Um, and it's easy to step on those. If you're not paying attention, you're just walking along, you know, they're not going to come after you, but if you accidentally step on something, uh, that's poisonous, they probably will bite you. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we also have the spiders to be concerned about and black widow, uh, spiders can be fatal. Uh, also if, you know, people do a lot of work this time of year, they get up under their house and crawl spaces and things like that. And places like that, you can get brown recluse spiders. Uh, and other poisonous insects that can even be harder to spot. 
Um, and they might be in your house. They might be nesting in some undisturbed corners and basements, garages or sheds. And you just want to watch out for that. Keep it cleaned out. Make sure you're using some type of light wherever you're going to make sure you can see what's there. Um, you know, people, usually people who get bit didn't see what was going to bite them before it bit them. And uh, so that's key to make sure you're watching where you're going. Uh, I actually had a patient that uh, told me he was throwing the, the, the ball for his dog in his yard. And when he did that, the dog wouldn't go fetch the ball. And he's like, uh, why, dog, why won't you do that? <laughs> so, he went, so he went over to the bush where the ball was, and he stuck his hand in it, and he got bit by the copperhead that was in the bush. Oh. So, you know, the dog knew it was there, yeah. but he didn't know it was there. So you don't want to reach into areas or, or go to areas that you can't see what you're going to be exposed to. And then we know that people that are allergic to bees and wasps really need to make sure that they have treatment like an EpiPen and antihistamines with them at all times if they're somewhere they could be exposed. You know, it's easy to keep that even in a pocket, um, but make sure you have antihistamines. And again, if you know you're allergic, also an EpiPen. And did you know that stepping on a snake can cause your wife to have a heart attack? Just yeah. ask me. <laughs> okay, not exactly, but uh, yeah, happened uh, this past week. My wife was not happy. Other hot weather hazards and our Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week coming up. This is Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. We're talking about the hot weather and your health today. Time now for Access Health Trivia of the Week. So... Would you believe that 70% of drownings involve alcohol? Uh, mm. So don't drink alcohol near the water. It impairs your motor skills, your ability to swim, and makes you much more likely to get dehydrated. And according to the Coast Guard, even one alcoholic drink makes you 10 times more likely to die while you're boating. Wow. Uh, those are not trivia statistics that are trivial. No, so make sure... Right. Uh, that alcohol and water do not mix. Good advice, Dr. Forrest. Uh, what are some other things that people need to watch out for to stay healthy and safe in the hot time of year? Well, try to stay fire safe. You know, you got to watch out for things like grills, fireworks, campfires. Mm -hmm. That contributes to lots of burn-related injuries. Lightning is something we have to watch out for. In fact, our state is one of the, the higher lightning-rated states. Um, poor air quality, which didn't used to be a big deal, but lately has been, you have to watch out for that. And then again, when you're doing yard work, make sure you've got first aid gear, uh, and that you're prepared that you can stop bleeding. You can apply direct pressure, um, those type things. Good advice. That's all the time we have for this week, Dr. Forrest. Hopefully this will help you stay healthier during these warmer weather months. Our scripture this week is from Zechariah 10:1. ask the Lord for rain in the springtime. It is the Lord who sends the thunderstorms. He gives showers of rain to all people and plants of the field to everyone. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Radio Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.